Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How's everyone this morning? Are you guys excited for Christmas? You know it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Just thank you for being so faithful to us and so, so true. And thank you for the gift that you gave us in your son Jesus and, and the gift that, that keeps on giving. And so we just thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. It just gives and gives and gives and gives. We're celebrating um, Jesus. We're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus but, um, on earth. But he was not just born on earth, but he was born in us. And so that's, that's exciting. Like it wasn't just like, like long ago that like there's folks in the Bible like we're like, oh, I wish I could be like King David or I wish I could be like Gideon or I wish... And he's sitting there like, man, I wish I could be like James, you know? I wish I could be like Will. I wish I could be like Wayne or Crystal or, or Hal or Sam. Well, maybe not Sam. <laughs> but no offense. So I actually tried to get him to preach, and he wouldn't. So I had to get him back for that, right? But they're sitting there saying, you know what? I wish I was, I wish I, I was like you guys, man. You get to live in a day when we can have not, not just um, God around us, but Christ in us. We get to see the Messiah. Not only we get to live with the Messiah. Like even the guys that walk with Jesus, like, man, he's right here with me, but he's in you. Right? And so, so it's good news. Amen. The gospel is good news. That's why she says, hey, I got good news, and it wasn't about car insurance. <laughs> right? right. It, it, I got good news to you. A child is born to you. A Savior is given. And that's what's so glorious and so beautiful is it's good news. It's called the gospel. And, the, and um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The Bible says that it is the power of God unto salvation. So I want to start my Chris, Chris, Christian message. That's probably a good thing since we're in a, in a church, right? So, um, anyway, I'm going to start in John 1 1. Like, Pastor James, this is Christmas, right? Where are you going with John? So, why would you not want to go with John? He's cool, man. He, he was Jesus' favorite disciple till I was born. <laughs> so. It says, John 1.1 1, 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, and the Word was. Okay, now let's go back one more time. In, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, and the Word was. He was with in the beginning. Now, who do you think they're talking about? Jesus, right? The Son of God, right? God himself, part of Elohim, right? The Father, the Son, and 
the, the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, right? So here, here we get, he's say, saying, in the beginning was the Word. Was, who's the Word? Jesus. Jesus is the Word, right? And, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it's clearing things up right now. Jesus came in flesh, fully God, fully man. He come and he showed us, man. He goes, this is how you live as a son of God. He's like, guess what? You're not just called to be ordinary. You're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. You're chosen to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. And here Jesus comes and he's modeling that for us. And that's, that's really good news, right? In fact, before, before, before he, was, he was in man, becoming in man, getting birthed into man, but at the same time he's in Mary, right? He had to come through Mary just like the rest of us. We all had to come that way except for Adam and Eve, right? So it says, through him, through him, now listen, through him all things were, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Okay, now who are we talking about again? Who are we talking about again? Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. Man, you guys are on it this morning. It's almost like it's Christmas or something, right? In him, in who? And Jesus was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And then it goes on and it says this. There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John. He came to witness, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Christmas trees. Like in the lights we put on houses, right? Jesus is like, you know, I think it's funny that we're celebrating Jesus' birthday. Everyone's celebrating Christmas. Some people, like, I've never been told happy holiday so much that I have this year. I have some friends. I love them. They're, they're Jewish. And, and so they, they actually got me a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah cup. I shoe their horses for them. And, and um, I was getting ready to leave, and I forgot where I was at. And I was like, Merry Christmas. And she looks at me and is like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, yeah, Merry Christmas. And Happy Hanukkah. But Merry Christmas to you. I love you, you know. And she's like, you're the only one who can get by with that. <laughs> right? And, and so, so it's just like, like I'm, it, even when we don't want to celebrate Jesus and we try to cut him out, we're still, still celebrating Jesus. It used to be, well, let's just, let's just do happy holidays now because then we got it, um, got it covered. Actually, holidays comes from holy days, right? So really, you're still stuck no matter if you're saying it or not. And you're like, well, I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because that's offensive to Mary. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, it's not M-A-R-Y, is it? It's M-E-R-R, right? But I'm not going to say Merry Christmas anymore, so I'm going to say Merry Xmas. Well, guess what you get when you get that, right? Jesus said, I'm the Leif and the Tav, right? Guess what Tav? Tav is an X in pictograph in certain Hebrew and far-off Hebrew languages. So really, do you know what they're, they're saying? Merry Xmas. They're saying Merry Jesusmas. Mary finished workmas, 
right? In fact, they're not just celebrating his birth, they're, fin- they're celebrating the finished work that Jesus come to finish and don't even know it. You can't get away from him because he's in all things and through him all things were made. And so that's why it's so important to have the Bible and to have doctrine and to have sound doctrine and to have it in context because the, the fact is there are no isolated doctrines in Scripture. Now listen to this. Everything in Scripture supports everything else in Scripture. So what am I saying? We always allow the Bible interprets the Bible, right? So, so when we're finding it, this whole book is about Jesus. This whole book is about new life in Him. It's about us being born not of the flesh but of the Spirit. He was God come down in flesh so that we can live as our spirit. Like we're living as a spirit, as, as a um, transformed son of the Most High God in these flesh bodies. And Jesus was our model. And so that makes Christmas really special. No wonder people don't like it no, that much, right? Because it robs the flesh, right? The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives where? Are you sure it's not in heaven? Lives where? In us, right? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, right? By what? Renewing of our mind, right? So he's always, he's like, he's thinking, he's thinking like on a whole different level. Like we're playing checkers and he's playing chess, right? Not just chess, he's got the computer chess, it's AI and beating us, right? Like on a whole different level. And so... That's where, where we find him. He's so far above us and so far further than us. And so here he's the light. And, and we're, we see lights all over Christmas. And every time I see light, it reminds me of Jesus. Honestly, it reminds me of Hanukkah too. But Hanukkah, the lights remind me of Jesus, right? And so when I see that, I'm like, yay, there's Jesus, right? It says the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He's coming into the world. Why? He's, the angel says up and says, hey, I got good news, glad tidings of bad things. I'm, God's really mad at you, and now he's mad at Jesus too, so he's going to take him and hang him on a cross because he just won't be happy until he gets some blood. No. Do you know what he said? Good, I've got good news, great news, glad tidings, i got peace. And we look at peace as, oh, well, it's just no more war. I guess we're not at war with God anymore. Right? There's no conflict there. But that's not what the Hebrew word for peace means. It means shalom. It means completeness. It means fullness. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. I am complete. I am whole. He's saying peace on earth. He's saying shalom. Do you know if you go to Israel, do you know what they say? When they see you? It's kind of like you go to Hawaii. Hey, Jim and Kay. Hey, guys. Right? You know what they say? Not in Hawaii. They say aloha, right? I think. I've never been to Hawaii, so I'm guessing. I heard. Aloha means hello and goodbye, right? But if you're in Israel, they say shalom. Right? When they see it, shalom. Right? And then it, when you get ready to leave, do you know what they say? Shalom. No, they say bye. <laughs> yeah. No, they do. They say, they say shalom. Right? So here, here when you see them at shalom and, and where you leave, us, you know what they're saying? Peace. I wish you to have peace. In fact, not just a peace, but a peace that fills you up so much that it overflows onto other people too. And that's what Jesus come to give us. 
He will come to birth peace, health, righteousness, all God's goodness through one person. And his name was? Who? I was afraid you'd say Santa. <laughs> right? His name was what? Jesus. His name is Jesus, right? You can tell I'm ready for Christmas, right? It says he was in the world. The true light was the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world was made. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all received him. To those who did everything right, who kept the law. That's not what it says. Who believed in Santa Claus? Who? No. Listen. Yet to all who received him and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right. Can you say right? The right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. Do you know what he's saying? He's like, I come, I was birthed in this world so that you could have new life and you could be alive in your spirit and you can be born again, reborn your spirit, regenerated, and you can be peace, completeness, wholeness, fullness of Jesus to a world that needs peace, hope. Amen. Right? And it's not coming from outside. I mean, there's some things that come from outside, but it's coming from where? From in us. God fills us up so much that we just, we leak. Right? I remember I was in church one time, and this lady kept coming, this guy kept coming down to the altar, and Lord, Lord, fill my cup, Lord, fill my cup. And finally his wife went, ran up and said, stop, stop, don't fill his cup, he leaks. <laughs> right? We all leak. But we have a river of life. That flows out of us. And that, that's God's goodness. That's God's peace. That's God's hope. That's God's. It's a promise. That's what Jesus died and came to die for us for, right? And to live for us for and to be born for us, right? And it says, it says He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a, ch- uh, of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became what? Flesh and made his dwelling where? Where? Among us, right? Among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only who come from the Father, full of what? Of grace and truth. Now, listen to this. This is what he's full of. He's full of peace. He's bringing peace, but he's full of grace. He's full of truth. He's full of love. He is love. And God, the Father didn't get up there and say, Jesus, you got to go. Like, Jesus is in on it, right? He, he's not like God Jr. He is God, right? So God himself, he's part of the creator. It said, in him and through him were all things made. So he is a creator too. Right? So, so he is Elohim. He's in that. Elohim is plural, by the way, for God. He is God. God in flesh. Anyone who says he's not, 
That is not true, and it doesn't line up with the scripture. Right? So, so that's one of our, that's one of our, our things. The Bible interprets the Bible, and that's what John's saying right here. He created all things. He died, and he come down in flesh and dwelt among us and brought us grace and truth. Isn't that good news? And so I love that. And so now I'm going to backstep, and I'm going to go um, back to, um, to Luke chapter 2. Okay? So Pastor James just said he's going to backslide. I did not. I said I'm going to backstep. I can't backslide. I mean, I'm in Jesus, right? There's no sliding. I, I am solid in him. I'm a new creator. I used to I grew up with that stuff, right? Oh, look at them. He backslid. And I'm, I'm like, well, he's doing the moonwalk. What do you expect, you know? <laughs> right? So I'm going to backslide. I'm going to do it in style. I'm going to do the moonwalk, right? But it's not backsliding, right? You are in Christ. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus, Right? And all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Either he died for everything or he didn't die for anything. Right? Right? And when I see his grace and I see the truth of what he did, that makes me want to run to him. Right? I don't want to keep going around. I was working a little filly the other day, and I don't like working horses for other people because other people get really like, like, oh, I got to get this horse going and it needs time. And I'm like, what are you going to do today? I'm going to move his feet. Well, that's all you're going to do? I'm like, well, if you don't have his feet, you ain't got nothing. Right? It's like, we're just going to waste our time. So, so I worked the, the filly a few times, got her feet moving. And, I, and she's like, why are you letting her go all over the place? I was like, I'm saying yes to her. You're, she ain't doing what you want. I was like, she's doing what she wants. And that's exactly what I want. So, yes, yeah, she is doing what I want. I'm saying yes. You run. You move over here. You move over there. And see how hard that is? That's a lot of work. You really want to find peace? Come to me. That's what Jesus is saying. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know what's pretty awesome? When, when you're tired of running around and you're trying to catch your breath, you know what seems to be your most important priority at that moment? Air. Air. Right? Everyone try to run like a marathon or something. Like me and my sister entered this 800-meter race when, when I was a kid. We both were like, I'd never, I was a sprinter, man. I didn't even know what 800 mi- meters was. And they're like, you got to go like four times around the track. I was like, no problem. I run all the time. So I get out there and I sprint like the whole first lap. And I get to the second lap and I'm like, how many more do I got? Three more. I was like, everybody's like way behind me. Right? I wanted air. The time I got two and a half laps in, my belly was hurt and I couldn't breathe. And I knew I had to finish because if I got home, my dad would kill me if I didn't. So I was going to crawl. I finished. But I was hurting so bad needed so much air. When I got, got stopped, you know what? I didn't care about nothing else on the planet, but I wanted, I wanted air. I wanted to be able to breathe. I wanted to be able to have that that, and, and I wanted to rest. And some of us are so tired. We run so much. You want to run from God? Run. He's everywhere. You ain't going to outrun him. Right? You ain't going to outrun someone who's in you, someone who's around you, someone who's in everything. You ain't going to outrun him. Go for it. You're going to run out of air before he runs out of places he is. So you might as well just rest. Right? Let him be your air. He is the air. We breathe. And he's the one that we thirst for. He's the water that we drink. He's our everything. And when we realize that, 
that sets us up, right? So only got two hours left. I'll try, try to slow down here a little bit so I can get every ounce of this in here, right? So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the old faithful loop. You're about you're like, it's about time, Pastor James. It's Christmas Eve. You're supposed to preach from Luke. I think it's a law. It says, Luke, chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, Nazareth, that's my oaky accent, you're going to have to deal with it, in in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Why is this important? Because this is where Jesus is saying, this is who Jesus is, like giving his pedigree. He had to come from the line of David. Because why? Because the Bible always interprets the Bible. Right? That's the promise. That's the prophecy. Now, so now we're seeing now we're seeing it lived out. And that's what's good. That's what Jesus, when he's birthed in us, we get to live out the 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 creation of a great and mighty king who lives in and through us and made us to be like him. That's pretty powerful when you think about it, right? So it says this. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. Remember the story last week? The angel shows up and says, Hey, hey, hey Mary, guess what? You're going to have a kid, right? You're going to get to explain this to everybody. Poor Mary. Right? Couldn't have been an easy time. Thank God for Joseph that Joseph listened to God and was a faithful man, right? So it says this. While they were while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. A lot of people think it was because it's just busy. There's a football game. You know, and they were playing. Or it was Sukkot. Some people think it was during Sukkot. So the end was full. And so that's why they couldn't find. But it doesn't matter why. Maybe it's because everybody was having to go pay their taxes. And everybody had to go back. I think that's probably more the scenario. And so, so here, anyway it goes, here they are. They're going... And they're trying to find a place, and there's no room. And here she is. She's getting ready to have a baby. She's just not getting ready to have a baby. She's getting ready to have God. Salvation. The one promised. And you know what? There was no room in the inn. So they had to go to the barn. Huh. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Why, why, why would I go to the barn? Right? Because there's no room in the inn. That's why I, I go to barns. Because I want them in the house. Right? 
Do you have room for Jesus in your life? Or are we just kicking him to the barn? I do. I don't know how you don't. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you... I bring you what? I couldn't hear that. I couldn't... I bring you what? Good news. That's good news, right? Of great joy that will be for some people. For what? I couldn't hear you guys again. For how many people? All All people. Guess who all people is? Me. Like I'm included in that. Right? All. Right? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to... To who? To who? Can you say me? Me. He's born to me. He was born to me. He's come to me. He's come for all people, but he's come to be here for me. Personally, for me. Isn't that good news? And it says this. But word to you, he is Christ the Lord, right? This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger Suddenly, a company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. What? What? Shalom. Peace. And what is it? You can say peace. (laughs) And peace, right? And peace to who? To men. On whom his favor rests. Now, a lot of people talk about how we don't deserve Jesus. That might be true. We don't deserve a lot of things. But I'll tell you what, there's a difference between deserving and being worth it. Right? It's not about deserving, but it's about the fact that we're worth it. And God sent Jesus, and he would have sent him if he, we, or you, me, you, anyone... We are the only one left on the planet. He would have sent Jesus. That's how valuable you are. You don't judge something's um, worth based on what they do and what they deserve. You base their worth on what they are. Listen, you can, you can park a Ferrari in a pig pen, and it's still a Ferrari. You hear what I'm saying? Might need a bath. Right? And so you can come and you can say, you know what? Well, that Ferrari don't deserve there. He kind of jumped the fence and got in there, right? But guess what? It doesn't matter if it deserves it or not. It's still worth what a Ferrari's worth. There's still value in that. There's a difference. And that's what God's saying. I'm bringing you peace. I'm bringing you completeness. I'm bringing you wholeness. I'm bringing you life. He says, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And I told him I'd rather have Cocoa Pebbles. I mean, you guys, Mikey likes it. Right? He's like, I want to give you life. And we're like, oh, life ain't good enough for me. I want this or I want that. You know, thank you, Jesus. I know that was a lot of work. But I think I can handle it. 
maybe I can do a better job. I need to find a way to deserve this. And it's not about you deserving it. It's about your value and what you're worth. He valued you so much that he sent a son, his only son, to be born of a virgin, to come to this earth so that you can have life and have life more abundantly, right? Where am I at? Anyone following me? God bless you. Tell me where I'm at. Oh, glory to God in the highest. Amen. Woo! Now we're partying. And on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I've been amazed all my life, so that's not nothing new. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in what? In her heart. She's like looking at all. She's like, whoa. See an angel, pregnant, getting ready to have the Son of God. Now there's angels everywhere. It's like getting to be a thing. They just think I can show up anytime. She's like, what is going on? And she starts pondering what God's doing. She heard the promise first, but now she's seeing the fruit. She's seeing seeing the birth, and now she's seeing God at work, and now she's just placed. She's like, I remember. Wow, isn't this crazy? Can you imagine what she had to be thinking? The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Of course, on the eighth day, it was time to circumcise him. He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord... Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves and two pigeons. Now when now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel And the Holy Spirit was up on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had sent, before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Okay, now who is this Simeon? What is is Simeon would also be like in Hebrew would be Shema. Comes from like Shema. Do you know what Shema is? Here. Here, when you think of the Shema, do you know what I think of? Think of, of the law. Right? So I hear, here's, the, here's, here's Shema, here's the hearing, and he's waiting. In fact, the Holy Spirit said, you can't even leave until Jesus shows up. And see, the Bible says that Jesus didn't come to do away with the law. He came to what? To fulfill the law, right? The law's not bad. Yeah, Shema's a good, good dude. He hung around there waiting. Right? But when Jesus was born, we see evidence straight away. It's really important. 
he had to he had to cross this this T. I almost said I, but I think it's a dot on an I, right? He had to cross this T and dot this I, right? In order for everything to kind of work out, right? He kept it perfectly. They kept the law perfectly, right? Jesus, because Jesus is that. He's like, this is my nature. There's nothing wrong with the law. It's just that you ain't, you can't keep it among yourself. So he kept it for us so that we can live in him. And now through him, we live, live out his goodness and grace, right? So here we see that. I see, I see, see this as a picture of, you know what? It's hearing, but hearing came first also when I see this. Hearing's waiting on Jesus, and we hear about Jesus, and we get it. Not just a hearing of our ears, but a hearing in our spirit that we actually know. And so here he is. He's like, I know. I heard from the Holy Spirit. Now he's waiting, and here is Jesus. And so it says, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required Simeon or Shmah took him in his arms and praised him, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. I find it kind of, kind of um, interesting. The Bible says that the law was meant to bring us to Jesus. Right? It was our teacher. And so then we see Shema coming in here, and he's like, look, watch this. I'm bringing, I'm bringing you to Jesus, and now I'm going to turn it over to the next one, Right? And so he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of the people, light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people. And the the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then let's drop on down to verse 36, because I only got an hour left. And it says, there was also a prophetess. Her name was Anna, or in Hebrew it would be, anybody know what it would be in Hebrew? Hannah, Hannah, right? Do you know what Hannah means? Grace. It means grace. So we get hearing. Faith comes by what? And hearing by what? The Word of God, right? Hearing comes first, and then we've heard. That's why we preach the gospel, right? Because it produces what? Hearing. You hear, you hear, you hear, and as you hear, it produces faith, and you see God's grace. And now you have a relationship with him, not based on what you do, but based on what he's done, right? So you think, it's Christmas. There's no way Pastor James can tie this together like that. <laughs> Watch me. Right? So it says there was a prophet. Her name was, was, was Hannah, the daughter of, of Phanuel of the tribe of Esther. Now I love this because, because, um, because it's, Hannah, her name is Grace, the daughter of the face of God from the tribe of happy and blessed. See, do you know what she's saying? She's like, like now we can see God face to face. Like I've, I've been all my life, for some reason, I thought that Moses had to go onto the mountain to see, see God face to face. But if, I was actually reading in, in um, I think it was Exodus 33, where, where Moses um, had a tent of meeting. And he'd go into the tent of meeting and he'd meet with God face to face. And he said, but you can't see my glory past me. And he said, you're going to have to stand on this rock. He said, I'll take you to this place and you can stand on this rock. When you see this rock, I'm going to let my glory pass by. But, but under the law, all you could see is where God had been. 
and what God could do. But in Jesus, guess what? We're in him. In him we live and we move and we have his being. And now we can commune with God himself face to face because of the grace of God that was born in our life. And now because we're, we have his grace and we've heard about him and, and we're seeing him face to face, we're happy and we're blessed. Because I'll tell you what, our joy doesn't come from our circumstances. Our happiness doesn't come from our circumstances. When we can praise God, when our circumstances don't line up, He's still worthy. We don't praise Him because everything seems good. We praise Him because everything is good because His promises are yes and amen in spite of what we see here, taste, touch, smell, see. Did I miss something? Probably. Right? So here is, it's like, like Asher, happy and blessed, right? The daughter of the face of God from the tribe of happy and blessed. Here she is. And it says she was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them. At that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to, to who all were looking forward to the redemption of, of Jer- Jerusalem. Here she is. So we see, we see heard of God. We see small hearing. And we see grace, the daughter of the face of God, happy and blessed. And here's Jesus, God's salvation himself, standing there, birth born into their lives. And you know what? Everybody was so excited. They threw a parade. Every day they celebrated and danced and said, Yay, thank you, God. Man, when I first got into the ministry, I thought, Oh, yes, it's going to be so easy. God's with me. God's in me. Everybody wants to hear about Jesus. You know, I think they do. They just don't always seem like they like that, especially when they're threatened to kill you. <laughs> right? They're just like trying to get me to meet him faster, right? So here's Jesus. He's born, born into this world, a world that's celebrating now, but still rejects him. We can't ever worship him in the flesh like we can in the spirit. So the world's like, it's just being the world. There's nothing to be offended about, nothing to get mad about. That's what the world does. But those who worship him, guess where we get to worship him? In the spirit. And in the, in, yeah, in the spirit and in truth. And we get to know him and love him. See, he wasn't just a little, like, they found... 12-ounce baby boy that they talk about in Talladega Nights. He grew up. He grew up to be a man. And he died for us. He didn't just die, he rose again. So that we could have life. And have life more abundantly. And he didn't just come to go away and stay away, but he come to live in us. That's the gospel. That's the glory. He's with us. His name is Emmanuel, not just with us, but in us. 
and that gives us a whole new perspective when it comes to our lives. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your blessing. We thank you for, for Jesus. We thank you for loving us and being faithful to us and just being so there for us. I just pray for everyone this Christmas that you'll give them the best Christmas ever and that they can just see you in every part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.